Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, WSO1856 shares his path from an FLDP program and how he managed to lateral into an investment banking analyst position. We learn about his thought process during college, why he was too late, and how he managed to break in through the side door after a year in the finance development leadership program at a Fortune 500 company. Enjoy. All right, WSO 1856, thanks so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be on. So it'd be great if you could just give the listeners a short summary of your bio. Yeah, sure. So um, graduated from college in the last five years, um, studied you know, typical background, finance, accounting um, from a regionally recognized school um, and started a career in a FLDP program. Um, for a large Fortune 500 company, um, started there for a year and um, was really getting good experience on the ground in terms of uh, day-to-day corporate finance, learning things on the business process side. And um, really, though, when I was in the program, I decided that I wanted to make a switch into banking. And so really the key pivotal moment for me was just kind of realizing that, you know, five, 10 years down the road, I didn't really see myself being a finance manager, you know, plant controller, something of that nature. I thought the idea of working on deals and being in the banking side um, kind of opened a few more opportunities to really help me figure out what I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was really just network with a lot of alumni and um, just connections I had made through um, even my early days in my career, just to see who I can talk to, to make that switch. Um, and so ultimately, you know, through my alumni network, was able to make a jump into banking um, and really kind of opened up the doors for me in terms of the finance world. Um, from day one, I really enjoyed it a lot more, just the idea of being able to work um, on deals across a variety of industries, as opposed to just being in a day-to-day role of a financial analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in banking for a couple of years and um, then made the switch to more of a buy side uh, shop. And uh, that's where I am today. Awesome. Thanks for that. So let's start all the way back in kind of undergrad. Was it, was kind of finance always kind of on the radar? Did you know you wanted to go into one of these FLDP programs or were you trying to get into banking and just maybe you were too late or the, the recruiting didn't go kind of the way you wanted or tell, tell me a little bit about kind of what your thought process was kind of sophomore or junior year. 
I know yeah. you're so young then often it's crazy how early people have to start, but I'd love to just give the listeners a little bit of perspective in terms of what you were thinking back then. Yeah, I think it is hard to look back and consider what my mindset was, but um, I remember at school, these programs were highly touted. Um, it was something that seemed to be, you know, that I, something I could see myself going down. But again, when you're in college, you really don't know what the day-to-day is actually like. Um, I had tested the waters and done an internship um, in a slightly different capacity as to what my um, FLDP role would entail. Mm-hmm. But um, I took the offer when it was when I finished my internship and thought, you know, hey, I'll give this a shot. It's a good program. There seems to be good um, mobility after these programs. It's not some sort of long-term commitment. I didn't see myself in a dead end exactly. Yeah. So Um, you're, you're, sorry, I was just going to say, so you're, this is that internship you did, that was your junior summer? um, That was actually sophomore, sophomore summer, actually. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, once I had that um, under my belt, had the offer, I thought, yeah, you know, there's, I don't really see myself going into banking. I think this is something that can be a good start. Um, I wasn't entirely as familiar with the banking process as, and I know some of my friends were going through it, but um, for me, this is just a path that I saw seemed to have good um, long-term opportunities available. Was your GPA decent? Did you try to do a resume drop for the banking? Um, I want to get into a little bit of the FLDP, like learning more about like what that actually entails. Cause I think for a lot of listeners would, it would really help a lot of them. Um, in terms of people who maybe don't want to do the hundred hour weeks, <laughs> um, but just uh, can we, let's go back. So you said you did have some friends going through it. It's interesting. Did you, were you dropping your resume? Was was it something where you got some interviews, or you just you weren't getting any interviews when you dropped it? Um, I remember towards yeah it's, during senior year. I remember um, I was dropping resumes just to kind of see what the processes were like. I wouldn't say I had a standout GPA or anything like that. It was probably on the lower end. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that I had an offer um, and quite frankly, probably wasn't as attractive of a candidate as someone who'd done a banking internship their junior year. Oh yeah. It's Um, senior year. It's almost too late, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I I figured, you know, I'd missed the boat on those opportunities. Um, I thought the opportunity I had in hand was a pretty good one. Do you feel and like you so, missed the, so, sorry to harp on it, but do you feel like you missed the opportunity because um, you didn't know about it or because you dropped, uh, like you didn't get in sophomore year or because you had already accepted to take the FLDP internship summer, you know, junior summer, junior summer? Like what, what was it? Or it was just like you just didn't get enough um, on-campus interviews? Because you put, at your school, I'm sure there's some OCR, but it's not like, you're getting flooded, right, with all these banks. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, I guess the best way to put it is not having a, you know, stellar financial record and also not really being as familiar with what the banking process would entail at the time. Yeah. I think was something that definitely hurt me if I did want to go down that route. Um, I probably would have been very open to it. It would have been very beneficial and I would have, save myself um, some time, you know, making the switch later on. Mm-hmm. But did you enjoy your, yeah. so your sophomore summer? You did enjoy it. It seemed like a good place to be. It wasn't a dead end, like you said. Um, and so you're, you're kind of, did you do it again your, your uh, junior summer? Another internship there? Um, no. So my junior summer, I took a position at a large bank in more of a financial analyst type role. 
So thinking I wanted to maybe do, um, you know, a financial analyst program at a bank, okay. um, considering that when I did that one, I really didn't enjoy it. I thought um, the fact that being in a middle or back office type role at a bank wasn't what I was looking for. Um, what was like the day to day? Like when you got in there and actually saw it, what was it like? Cause I, I had never experienced that. Was it just like the type of work you're doing was just like not yeah. actually stimulating. Like, can you tell me about like kind of what you guys were doing day to day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I felt like a lot of it was just running reports um, and kind of ticking and tying to ensure, you know, some of the traders P and L's were, um, you know, balanced and so kind of understand the moment. Yeah. Monkey work, basically, like you're. Basically. Yeah, you could put it that way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ticking and tying. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's the type of position where I didn't enjoy coming in each day. Um, and but is that because you're an intern, or like, is that because you're an intern, or is there was there a path in the middle office that you could be a career kind of middle office support or manage all the interns and the analysts? Is there was there a path potentially there? There definitely was a path, but it's not something I thought I'd find interesting. Um, yep. And when we were in some of the meetings going over, you know, what the um, traders P&Ls were like or some of the other um, reporting cadences and things like that, it was just something I couldn't see myself getting passionate about Okay. and really getting excited to go to work every day. Um, I thought that, and I think that's kind of where I had a trigger moment of, you know, maybe I want to do something that's a little bit more front office business type facing. Mm-hmm. And so switching gears, I think going back to that uh, Fortune 500 business mm-hmm. FLDP program seemed like something that would give me a little bit more business-facing opportunity. Yeah, it would be um, a better step, kind of if you did want to get to banking at some point. Yeah, or yeah. not even even necessarily banking. I think at that time I was all over the place, thinking even corporate development or something yeah. like that. Um, just something where I couldn't see myself being in a middle office role. T- ticking and tying yeah um you know front office people's business and their work it's um, funny because yeah. you know i think there was a post i can't remember who it was famous post um i think it was heister or something on wall street races years ago is like get how to escape back office hell or something like that. <laughs> yeah like, and it was like yeah. some people were upset about it but um the reality is if 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 you are a hard-working individual with you know um and you're pretty sharp, it can, I think it can get really monotonous there. Not that banking can't get, you know, wrote and you start doing the same thing over and over again as well. I think there are very few jobs where you're creative all the time. Um, so let's, we can be fair, even, even FLDP programs, it's not like some amazing, um, you know, creative job where everything changes every day. But the cool part about it, maybe you could elaborate more on this is you, you are rotated through groups, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. I think um, a few of the rotational programs I remember seeing, you're getting exposure to a lot of different sides of the business. Um, Do you mind sharing like what you saw? Yeah, well, I think my experience is slightly different in the fact that I didn't uh, go through all the rotations or anything like that. But um, for me, you know, I was in one of the divisions of this large company and in a specific subsegment of the operation. So you're working with real business partners who have meaningful roles in the in the business. Mm-hmm. and working with them on their budgeting, um, forecasting, and basically trying to help them understand their business as a true key finance partner. Got it. Um, so you're, and, like, you're brought in almost like as a higher internal, internal consultant, hired gun, finance person to help them make sense of like what's going on? 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or um, I think part of it, um, at least from what my perspective, I don't know if others have, you know, different um, experiences, but for me, it was a lot of these business partners, you know, set budgets for what they're going to spend on these various projects. And you're kind of helping them along the way to make sure that they're truly going to spend that money and it's properly reinvested back into the business if they're not, um, or vice versa, if they're going to go over budget for certain projects, you're kind of keeping on track with different cadences to um, ensure that, um, that they're maximizing their, their project management skills. So these FLDP programs at these large Fortune 500s, they're very competitive to get into. Um, can you tell me if you looked at other ones outside of the one you did in your sophomore summer? Or were you like, hey, I really enjoyed my time there and you kind of already had the connection there, so you decided, I'm going to go there? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look too deeply or uh, mm-hmm. draw my resumes at others. I did consider others that were out there. I just you know, looked at other companies that had them. Yep. Um, but I felt that you know, when I had the offer, um, it was a company I liked. I thought they had, you know, a really good mission and good, you know, pretty solid people. Um, and it was a good package overall. So I didn't pursue anything else interview wise. Yep. So, um, did, so you, I I, yeah. did you, um, when you had the offer, was it after your sophomore summer or how did that work? Because I know you did the, the financial analyst role at a bank, the middle office role the following summer. So were you getting, um, did you kind of like reach out and then they, then they send you an offer or did they have that offer open for that long? Yeah. You know, so I'd say it's actually very, this could be very specific or um, unique. Mm-hmm. I think the way it worked was they gave me a recommendation to apply for the program. I remember. So after that junior internship um, at the bank that I, I had, um, I basically had to go in, um, do a, I think maybe like a two hour test. Um, and then right after that test, um, I guess I scored well enough and received an offer. So that was heading into my senior year. What was that test like? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. I remember I heard um, it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was generally about basic business concepts, um, stuff you'd, re- you'd you know, have in macroeconomics uh, 101, those kind of general understanding how to read charts and make sense of general business info. Like supply demand. Type stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of stuff like that, and then also um, just there was definitely a financial and accounting component as well. Mm. Um, just I think just making sure you understood the three statements, um, generally how uh, you know various expenses will impact the three statements. It's did kind you, of similar did you prep a lot for this, knowing it was coming, or did you were you kind of like surprised and just managed to pass? Um, I, I think I reviewed some of my notes from various college courses. Because yeah. that, that's kind of what I'd heard from others. Um, it was all stuff that was actually pretty practical and stuff you'd been learning in school, whereas you know, sometimes you can go into things where they're less practical, less things you've learned in school and more on the job. So mm-hmm. I felt like I was well prepared um, and scored well enough you know, to receive an offer. Great. So you kind of did that, it sounds like, early in your senior year. Yeah, I think it was the summer going into senior year. Summer. Okay, summer going into senior year. Yeah. So you're yeah. able to enjoy your your senior year at school, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think having, you know, the offer in hand um, made things easier, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, going into the school year, but at the same time, wasn't as heavily uh, considering other roles or, you know, maybe as driven to go into banking again, probably was really hard because like you said, it's kind of like you're missing the boat. Um, You know, by senior year, it's kind of too late. Yeah. By senior year, if you haven't had a banking internship, 
it's really tough because there are kids that you're competing with that do have the internship that didn't get a return offer, maybe from a boutique investment banker. And so their, their work, at least the work they did over the summer tends to be more relevant. They have like deal experience and stuff. So totally. you're, you're definitely fighting an uphill battle there. So I, I get it. Um, so you're, you enjoy your senior year, you kind of graduate and then you start in this FLDP program. Do you feel like it was a good experience for you? Like you did, you were cut, you're, you were there for a good two years. I'd love to hear just a little bit about like what it was like when you first started. Was it really tough? And then it got kind of easy or was the, were you constantly learning or was it, you know, it was okay. And you know, you felt like, Hey, I needed something else to challenge me. And that's why you kind of jumped. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would correct is I was only there for one year. Oh, you're there for um, one year. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was there for a rotation. Um, and on the dot job, it was, um, I think a little bit, challenging at first because there wasn't a formal training to start off the program oh really that surprises me even a large yeah yeah Yeah, i was pretty surprised there was training periodically um you know every couple months we'd go to formal training but um got it but you like started day one and you had no clue what you're doing (laughs) you're just like here yeah they kind of just said you know here's the role you're in um you're taking over for this guy who's you know moving on to this next role he'll teach you so this guy taught me you know the ins and outs of the day-to-day over the course of a few days, um, which was definitely helpful. And were you, time, yeah. were you like on one project or is it, like you said, it's like a sub division of one set of the company or one part of the company. Is that how I should Yeah. Think? So it's more so of a subdivision of the company. Got it. Okay. And being, yeah, being a finance partner for that and, um, helping with a lot of the FP and a type work. So you have somebody kind of handing it over to you over just a couple of days. Yeah, exactly. So I think, <laughs> From there, being a fresh out of school college kid, given a lot of, you know, pretty meaningful responsibility, as opposed to just mundane, uh, busy work, was um, I wouldn't say so much as wake up calls. It is, um, you know, it was just a lot to take in at first, but um, I, I didn't feel like it was. Are you stressed? Over, I think, yeah, yeah, probably stressed in a way, um, just because there's so many nuances to understanding systems and terminology and. Um, just understanding the meaning of your role in the bigger picture, I think takes a little bit of time. When you say systems, do you mean like the software that you guys would use to, to kind of do yeah, the exactly. reports and stuff? Exactly. So a lot of steps in terms of, you know, how to run certain reports, understanding different cost center codes. Is this uh, like Salesforce type stuff or more like very proprietary software for the specific businesses? Yeah. more. I would say more on the proprietary okay. side or things okay. like an SAP. Um, Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So Which are not as intuitive necessarily. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've seen some of them and I'm like, how oh, that doesn't make any sense. Why do you have to do that? Um, so you're, you're in this program, sorry, for only about a little over a year. And you tell me when you kind of start thinking, hey, maybe this banking thing is interesting to me. And, and was it, you know, a couple months in? Was it, you know, seven months in? What, what kind of made you start looking? Yeah, I think um, I think it was maybe you know a few months in. I'm working, my buddies are working, uh, we're catching up and just talking about the stuff that we do day to day. And you kind of hear what other people are working on and kind of the paths that things lead down. And I think that's kind of where it opened my eyes in terms of really thinking about you know what what do I want to be doing not just next year but the next five years, ten years from now, mm-hmm. what I see myself doing. And it was a lot of. Um, reflection and um, kind of looking at people at my company, you know, who are there five years ahead of me, 10 years ahead of me, what they're doing. Is that the kind of role that I want to be in? 
Mm-hmm. And so at, th- at that point, I think it was a few months in, I just started talking to a few of the older guys I knew from college um, and, you know, who had made their ways in some of these careers and trying to understand if banking would be something for me or, you know, some of the other positions I was considering. I think I was open to consulting at the time as well. So um, really was just trying to understand what would be my next step. Um, and so do you feel like you didn't gain that perspective? Like, do you feel like the reality of actually being out of school and working kind of all of a sudden woke you up because it sounds like there was a little bit of floating. I mean, I was the same way, but in college, there's a little bit of like just floating through. Um, and then like, boom, you're in the job and you're like, wait a second, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Could you, there's nothing stopping you from doing these conversations earlier, right? No, no, nothing at all. And that's why I'd kind of advise anybody who's curious about anything, um, not just banking, but to mm-hmm. have conversations early, talk to as many people as they can and, really just um, learn as much as they can about a role or a career as early as they can on to save themselves time down the road Yeah, and to not make the switch as difficult as um, it really can be. Yeah. I mentor, um, I have the show monkey to millions. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I'm basically mentoring four kids in college. I'm trying to break into careers and mostly banking. (laughs) And one of my mentees, she's um, she's at Fordham and she's like been aggressively reaching out, like networking with people. And people are just like shocked because she's a freshman, but she already has like an internship lined up. She has like, she's set. Um, Yeah. But it's just, it's just all about like putting yourself out there. And oftentimes when you're that young, it's really intimidating and you don't, you don't feel comfortable. You didn't, because you don't even know the lingo. Totally. I I totally get that. And yeah, yeah, I I definitely regret not pursuing this earlier, maybe going to more information sessions on campus when they had them. Yeah. But you gotta, Um, you gotta mature too. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a mature, it's a maturation process. Don't beat yourself up over it. You, you ended up at a great FLDP program. So yeah, so you're, yeah, you're no, there definitely. and you, you're, you're, you're learning, but um, you're still kind of now you're kind of doing a little bit more of a broad search consulting banking. And so what kind of pointed you to banking? There's a couple of friends that were like really pushing you towards that or um, what do you think kind of set or, or were you applying to consulting as well? Like what, what made up your mind? Um, I was applying to both. I thought just the idea of working on a variety of different companies or deals or something like that was more interesting than just working at one mm-hmm. and being, um, you know, kind of more of an internal uh, cog in the wheel. I kind of felt like I was being. Yeah. Um, I felt like having more of a high-level view, you know, looking at a full company or a full deal um, was something that was more attractive to me. So, just reading, you know, a lot of the resources online and trying to really talk to others who are in each of these fields to understand what their day-to-day was like um really just this, kind of this is like this. this is like networking one-on-one you just started talking to everybody totally um you know <laughs> okay. so someone started talking to one of your friends who you know knows someone who's in this you know career at this firm you know hey you know you should reach out to them they're happy to talk to you so you just got to keep talking to people and that's what i did i just kept talking to people um, and you're, it really shocked me at how open people are to just talking, answering questions, because quite frankly, they probably had the same questions a couple of years earlier. Um, what types so of questions put, were you asking, like in these info sessions? Was it mostly over I the think, phone? So? Yeah, mostly over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning about what people's day-to-day is like, um, what they kind of recommend doing if, you know, to get into these firms. I mean, a lot of it is these people got into these firms um, from undergrad or maybe some sort of, you know, other exit opportunity down the road. So 
Um, the position I was in was definitely unique, but it really was just understanding the day-to-day -day, um, and kind of affirming for myself. I'm curious what, what they said. I'm curious what they said to you. I mean, they probably were, I'm guessing they were advising you like to look at lateral openings. Is that correct? Like just, um, or were they saying something because you're coming from an FLDP program that like you said it's not, it's not traditional to go FLDP, then all of a sudden go banking. So what were they, what was their advice to you? Um, yeah, I don't know if it was so much as lateral as it was, um, you know, just to, to make the move when I could just try to find any opening and convince someone that you have the technical skills to, mm. you know, come in day one, you've done the, some self-learning on your own where you're not going to be you know, thrown in and not have any clue what the lingo is or right. um, what a deal is. Um, and just really to familiarize myself with um, the specifics of banking and the kind of roles that I'd be applying for. Okay. So you start doing a ton of info sessions, lots of calls, and then what kind of was the break or did you, were you applying online? I assume at the same time. Um, a few times. Yeah. But, um, but that's like, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think those are black holes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think anytime I had traction anywhere was, um, either inbounds, you know, from LinkedIn or really just when I had my, um, my true success was just reaching out to my alumni network and there happened to be someone leaving a firm, uh, going to get their MBA and that kind of opened the door to hmm. a position being open. And, um, you know, having that person kind of helped me understand what the role was and, um, how to prepare, I think really was beneficial. And, um, so kind of like a mentor from, from an alum. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, someone who, you know, had been through the process could really help. Um, understood that my background wasn't you know, necessarily a lateral move into the position, but you know, pointed me to the right resources to prepare and show my, myself well um, you know, at the so interview did, stage. Did the, bank, um, did the bank say to you kind of during the process, like you would start as a first-year analyst? Was there any communication about that of where you would start out? Uh, I think it was pretty clear from day one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when you're six months out of college, I don't think there's any... Uh, I could be wrong, but I doubt there's much room for any leverage. Do you remember how many people you ended up talking to on around approximately? Uh, I don't know, but definitely, definitely in double digits. Um, mm -hmm. No, I mean, you're just, even something that's more informal than you know, formally reaching out to somebody. It sounds and, like uh, you were really sticking to your alumni because they're pretty strong and close knit. Yeah. And I'd say socially, I think having some of those conversations um, with people in an informal setting also is, um, always beneficial because they'll put you in touch with the next person who can really um, help you help you out. Great. So you started and you got promoted pretty fast. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to drink from the fire hose again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say it was the same, same type of thing I talked about earlier, kind of thrown in, um, expected to you know pick up how models work and um, the various nuances of you know, the specific part of banking I was in and, deals so um really i think i was just so hungry and so happy that i made the switch um that everything was just me just trying to absorb as much as i could and i was really hungry from day one so mm -hmm. um have somebody at the firm that helped you like get up to speed faster was it another analyst or another associate that kind of like spent a lot of time with you or was it mostly was it just like spread out a bit depending on the deal team I would say definitely a lot more of the junior people, the analysts, associates, um, mm -hmm. but even people 
you know, have more senior levels who um, are just good people. They want to see the best in the team. They want, they you know, make a good personal connection with you from day one. So um, it really depends, I guess, on the firm. But for me, there was a, it was a variety of people that really helped me uh, grow and develop and basically was able to transform me into being a pretty value-added member of the team uh, early on. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, within a year you got, you got um, like a lot of people nowadays, we get the fast track to promotion, trying to hold on to you. You see her, um, I think a lot of analysts now are just hop or just jumping ship after, you know, one or two years. And so the banks are kind of giving that accelerated promote. Did you feel like, did you ever consider staying on for an extended period of time or making banking your full-time career? Or was it, or you kind of always had that eye towards the buy side? Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, there's definitely good careers to be made. So it wasn't out of the question. I think when buy side opportunities presented themselves, it just was a more attractive path. Um, especially, you know, after talking to more and more people, like I said, it doesn't really stop once you just get into the one career. Um, you think you have your eye and as you talk to more people, you kind of see what they're doing. You learn about other opportunities and, um, so you didn't stop, you didn't side. stop now. You slowed down the networking, but you never really stopped fully. Yeah, no, I think generally if you're a social person, you're just going to meet people naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily meet reaching out to people on LinkedIn cold and trying to network that way. It's just more so talking to other people, meeting friends of friends and um, just kind of hearing what they're doing, seeing that the buy side was something that would be a good opportunity for me. And so do you mind sharing kind of the um, let's, do you mind talking a little bit about like comp or ranges in terms of what you saw at the, at the FLDP and then what you saw, like the pay bump you saw in banking, assuming there was a bump. Yeah. Um, definitely the FLDP at a, um, starting out was well in their sub 100s all in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like some sort of overtime component that you know helped initially, but what even some of the older people who had graduated through the program complained about was that actually they were making sometimes less than what they did in the program. You know, oh, wow, per, yeah, because of the overtime component. Oh, so like when you're when you're in the FLDP, you get like a big overtime kind of bonus of some sort to tree you up or whatever and then once you get out of that program you can make less money i didn't know that yeah you could i mean it all depends if someone was doing of course, know, a lot of overtime, a lot of overtime or not but um, yeah but um, um yeah so then the banking jump was you know in the 100 plus range all in mm-hmm. um this wasn't any sort of major big bulge bracket bank so i think you can understand where the comp was there yep um, i think there's enough resources then Mm-hmm. You know, as you, as you progress up the ranks at a bank, you know, the comp obviously jumps more and more. And then um, typical buy side um, entry level range, I think, was pretty competitive. Great. And so were you, um, when you were looking at buy side opportunities, given that you weren't in like an elite boutique or a bulge bracket bank or, you know, whatever, how did you go about thinking? It, were you being more proactive about reaching out to recruiters? How did you kind of structure that whole process? Cause you were, yeah. you were there for, you know, you were at the bank for almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to, to, to put it one way is really just being proactive in terms of going after recruiters, being not at a place that was um, any sort of on cycle recruiting or mm-hmm. heavily targeted by the major recruiting firms. Um, re- really just continuing to network, find where opportunities were, 
Um, it wasn't any sort of thing where you see in, in a lot of the bias opportunities where analysts, you know, kind of know where they're going within a year of starting the analyst program at a big bank. Yeah. So it, it's about being proactive um, on LinkedIn and networking with others, really. Were you um, worried that city you're in. were you ever worried that like the associate promote might actually hurt you in this biotech recruiting? I think, I think that did um, weigh on in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just maybe. I always wonder about that. Cause you can almost, it's almost like you almost get to like the recruiters almost see you as like, Oh, he's done. He's done. He's staying in banking. <laughs> you know, so yeah. curious. Did you, yeah, did you, I think that could be a, a factor. Yeah. I mean, it obviously worked out for you, but um, are you, um, were you able to, so like the job that you ended up getting, was it through a recruiter? Um, no, it actually wasn't. Wasn't. Okay. So, um, but they did get you some looks. Definitely, definitely got some looks. Okay. Um, was starting to make traction. And then this was more of a, um, I guess, yeah, a networking type opportunity that came up. Okay, great. So your network comes through again. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's, okay. it's definitely not a, any sort of, you know, consistent track or plan that someone could do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess any advice I would have would be just, just talking to people always helps and kind of helping you figure out what you want to do and you never know who put you in touch with, you know, a certain role or, or another person. And so looking back, um, you know, before we call it, looking back on kind of your whole career so far, is there anything you would tell your younger self maybe in college to do differently? Leaving college. What's that? Um, I, I think, I think just early on in college, I wish I had, um, you know, pers- really thought a lot more about my career and, not just, you know, taking something because it seemed okay. I think um, the, the skills I learned from the first program were, were really beneficial, um, especially having inside corporate experience that a lot of people in banking might not necessarily have and understand. Um, but at the same time, definitely, um, you know, wish I'd gotten into my path a lot sooner. So th- there's, you know, always trade-offs, always things you might have done differently. But um, again, I'm happy today. and really um, value the skill sets that I have for my different experiences. For sure, man. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time for, for chatting with me. Yeah, sounds good. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. And until next time.